This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hey, listeners, I want to let you know that I'm teaching a free budgeting class at Bold and Badass Fitness in Southeast Portland on August 5th from 3 to 5 p.m. We'll cover putting together a budget on variable income and figure out where your money and values align. To sign up for this free workshop, go to ohmydollar.com slash bold and badass. There's limited spots, so sign up now. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm Will Romy, and here's your host, Lillian Kerbake. Let's talk about money. Uh, a few listeners wrote in, including Heather and Vicky, asking if it was possible to even touch your retirement fund before you hit your retirement age. Uh, this is a great question. And um, I know a lot of people that are scared of starting to save for retirement because as soon as they save for it, it feels like it's locked up and they've thrown away the key. And, uh, you know, 65 years old feels pretty far off when you're in your 20s. <laughs> is 65 years always the age at which you can touch a retirement fund? Or is that just a, a rule of thumb? Um, no, it's a little more complicated than that. Um, you know how we've talked about how there's different types of uh, retirement accounts? Mm -hmm. So there's the Roth IRA, the traditional IRA, the 401k. Um, and some people even have pensions. Not that many people our age are in pensions. But perhaps if you're a police officer or in a public service field, you might still have one. Depending on the type of account, they have different ages at which you are considered retired. So for the Roth IRA, it's 59 and a half. 59 and a half. Okay. Yeah. Which is, you know, obviously a mathematically precise number at which they've determined. Yeah. Well, no, that's still under where the A the AARP starts sending you stuff, too. So yeah. That's... Although anybody can be a member of the AARP, even if you're not retired. Huh. Fun fact. Um, <laughs> the AARP does a bunch of advocacy for folks uh, regardless of age. So oh, I had no idea. Good things to know. Um, <laughs> the so, but here's the thing. Um, even though these numbers are the point at which you magically will definitely not face any penalties for pulling money out of your retirement, there are a bunch of exceptions. So I don't want you to use like this this like you know well i don't know if i'm gonna live that long or you know oh i don't care if i have a million dollars when i'm 65 because i need this 50 dollars now right i'm not even halfway there yet right um i don't want you to use that as an excuse to not plan for your retirement even if you plan on working for the rest of your life like there is a ton of just tax advantages to making sure that you save some money in these tax advantage accounts and so with a roth ira what's important for you to know is that you can withdraw your contributions at any time 
time without taxes and penalties. So that's the principle. That's what you put in. So okay. if you put in $50 a month, um, then you'd be able to pull out the equivalent of that at any time. Without penalty. Um, usually you need to hold your Roth account for, yeah, without penalty. You've mm-hmm. already paid taxes on that money, right? Roth IRA is um, money that you, you save after you've paid taxes mm-hmm. on it. Um, and then you can withdraw it tax-free, and it grows tax-free, which is one of the reasons the Roth is really awesome. Tax-free growth is a huge advantage. Um, but what the other reason that I recommend the Roth to folks is generally that the Roth is incredibly flexible in this way. So if you've had the account for five years, um, you can tax you can tap those earnings tax-free and penalty-free. So not just the principal, um, you can tap them tax-free and penalty-free if you uh if you are using it for kind of qualified distributions so at any time you can withdraw those um earnings uh after you've had the account for five years for to use up to ten thousand dollars to purchase your first home okay so that's the qualified distribution one of the qualified distributions um you can also avoid that 10 percent early withdrawal penalty um if you're for if you withdraw earnings to pay higher education costs for yourself or a family member Hmm. So um, I actually used a little bit of my Roth IRA that I'd been saving since I was 20. I actually pulled some money to use for higher education expenses when I was like 25. And I pulled like $1,000. It wasn't a huge deal. Um, but but I didn't pay any extra penalty on it at all. And that's because it was a qualified distribution. The thing I want to reassure you is that you probably shouldn't touch your Roth IRA. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a lot of power in saving for retirement just a little bit starting early and ignoring it and not thinking about it as your emergency fund using your Roth IRA as an actual retirement fund and not your extra savings account and this is why I emphasize get that emergency fund in place even that just that baby emergency fund that one month expense emergency fund before you start focusing on retirement savings but at that point you should really a little bit of money makes so much difference and I know a ton of people that wait they they want to put off retirement until they've paid off their student loans, until they are making more money. Um, they really feel like they don't have any money to put into their retirement. Um, but, you know, it compound interest earlier makes more difference than more. Seeing the math and compound interest always makes a compelling argument. <laughs> I know. And it's, it's hard to conceptualize for a lot of people, right? Like compound interest, it kind of seems like magic. We've talked about this before. But like, for example, if you make $30,000 a year and um, you get on average around a 4% annual raise, maybe this is, seems ambitious to you, but let's, mm-hmm. let's say you get a 4% <laughs> annual raise sure. and, and you want to retire in 30 years. So you're 30 years old and you want to retire at 60. Um, if you save 4% of your salary each year and you get an average 8% annual return, so that's after inflation, um, that would be the average you know, market return. We can debate what that is, but let's say 8%. Yeah. Um, if you start investing today, you could have more than $220,000 by the time you retire. But if you wait five years before starting, you, assuming all of those same things, you'd only have $164,878. Oh, so that's a huge difference. It's that's almost $60,000. Yeah, exactly. So waiting just five years could cost you $60,000 in money that's magic money, that's money earning other money. That's not even your own savings that you put in mostly. In this model, you're only saving $100 a month. So that $60,000 
is not mainly principal. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. So oh, that's interesting. I wonder. Yeah. So that's only that's only six thousand dollars that you've saved in that five years, but you're losing out on fifty k worth of interest that you wow. could have earned. Oh, I see. Wow, that's that's such that's such an impressive amount. Yeah. No, for... it's. I mean, compound interest is really powerful, and it's even more powerful if you don't aren't making a lot of money, because if you can afford to 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 pay that $100 to your future self. If you can make that plan to say $50 a month is going in my Roth or $100 a month is going in my Roth, you're making that investment in your future self. And that also means that you're living without that $100 a month. So it lowers the total amount of money that you need to live, which lowers hmm. your the amount of money that you need to have at retirement age, right? Huh. I, I I didn't thought about how that really kind of is a is a double swing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where savings rate really really comes in. Um, if you're able to save twenty percent of your income, that means you only need eighty percent of your income at retirement. Um, and and so it adjusts your needs on on the tail end as well. Hmm. Um, and it's really powerful. You know, I know so many people who don't feel like they can save for retirement, but they pay their cell phone bill every month. That $100, that $80 is considered, they consider it an essential need and they pay Comcast, they pay T-Mobile, they pay their landlord, they pay their electric bill, they pay their Spotify subscription. They pay all of that before they pay themselves. They are paying everyone else's retirement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they are paying all their creditors' retirements before they're focusing on themselves. And, uh, you know, I, I see this with people also choosing not to pay off their student loans and instead prioritizing things like manicures or food cart. You're, you're investing in your future self if you get rid of that debt. Remember, compound interest works both ways. <laughs> that magical thing that helps you save for retirement, it works against you when it comes to your debt. And I know so many people that don't trust themselves. They don't believe in their future self enough to realize that that $50, you got to pay that before you focus on everyone else. This is the pay yourself first thing, but it makes a huge difference. And this also applies, I'm going to emphasize again, mm -hmm. I want you to get that one month emergency fund in place before you prioritize your retirement savings. I just, oh, I'm so passionate about this, guys. About compound interest. I'm so passionate <laughs> about compound interest. I just don't, I don't want you to feel like there's no hope, right? I don't want you to feel like there's no way that you're going to be able to ever save for retirement because there is. You you can make do with it. You can find a way to do it, but you have to prioritize yourself over all those other people that want your money because other people are always going to find ways to take your money. <laughs> um, but you're the only one that can make this investment for you. Most people, our generation, are not going to have pensions. <laughs> we are not going to. Social Security probably won't be around by the time we retire. So you've got to right, prioritize yourself. Self-investment that much more important. So much more important. Um, very briefly, I do want to mention, I didn't talk about 401ks. 401ks, you actually can take money out before retirement age. I would almost never recommend this. But if you are considering, you know, retiring early or something like that, there is something that you should look into that's called the Roth conversion ladder. And um, I'm not going to dive into the specifics. It's stupid wonky tax stuff. Um, but essentially, it involves taking money out of your 401k and then transferring it to a Roth IRA and then waiting five years so you can take that withdrawal. Um, and it is one of the ways that you can avoid the very large penalty that you have to pay if you take money out of your 401k before retirement age. Um, so there are ways to do that. Huh. Um, 
I don't recommend doing that unless you are planning on retiring early. Don't use your 401k as a savings vehicle. Um, You'll lose out on that amazing compound interest. Some people hear this and they think, oh, I did that. I took a loan out of my 401k. I never recommend 401k loans. That's very different than a conversion. Um, A 401k loan, you have to pay back and you have to pay it back before retirement age. So it's not just a metaphorical borrowing from yourself. It is an actual loan. It is an actual loan and you have to pay it back. And a lot, I know a lot of people who do this, who use their 401k for a down payment or a house or something. I almost never advise this. Um, one, if you don't have enough savings that you can pay for it in cash, you probably shouldn't be taking, you shouldn't be buying a house yeah. because houses are expensive. Everything goes wrong when you move into a new house and you don't have any savings. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and you really don't want to tap that. It's going to cost you a lot of money if you take this 401k loan and you're not able to pay it back. And what a lot of people don't know is that your 401k is administered by your employer, right? Um, if you leave that job, if you lose it or you quit and you move on to another job, mm-hmm. you only have 60 days to pay back that entire 401k loan. Oh, wow. You have to come up with the full amount or you're going to have to pay those full taxes, which means you're going to pay like 40% on top of whatever you pulled out. And that's where the ladder comes in. And that's that where the can... ladder comes in if if you want to do a conversion. But if you're trying to take a loan to deal with your cash flow or to get a down payment for a house, just know how risky it is. You know, none of our jobs are guaranteed in this day and age. <laughs> and um and and you might just find a better job, right? Yeah, yeah. Um but if you take out a 10k uh loan out of your 401k and you think you're going to pay it off over a couple years and then you lose your job, not only have you lost your job, you also need to come up with 10k to pay that back within 60 days right which no one wants to do no one wants to do (laughs) um and so uh just know there are plenty of ways that there are lots of people who retire early who still use these tax advantaged vehicles for retirement there are plenty of ways to get your money out early so don't use that as an excuse not to save you should be prioritizing these they're just smart tax wise (laughs) starting early makes makes a huge difference so please start early, just a little bit. I was making like $15,000 a year and I still managed to put $25 a month in my Roth IRA. Just just find it. You you make it work when your rent goes up, right? Make yep. it work for yourself. You know, give yourself a raise. <laughs> and in the future. In the future. Give yourself your future self a raise. Just buy a little bit of that security for your future self. Um, and last but not least. No, I don't know what last but not least is. Oh, yeah. You should ask a question, which is, hey, I want to save for a down payment. For a house? For a house. Should, does that mean I should put this money in my Roth IRA? Oh, I see. Yeah. So I want to save for a down payment for a house. Actually, no, let's have a listener want to save for a down payment okay. on a house. Uh, our listener, Patrick, wants to save for a house and wants to know if he should start saving in... Wait, what was the question again? Let me write that down. Uh, <laughs> I got sidetracked when I was pleased with myself for thinking of a fake name. Um, so now that we've heard, <laughs> so now that we've heard that um, you can use your Roth IRA before retirement and you can pull it out for a down payment on a house, our oh, listener Patrick was asking, should I then use my Roth IRA as my place to save for a down payment? I see. What do you think the answer is? No. Yeah, the answer is no. Use no. <laughs> <laughs> or. Uh, as as a way to save for this house. Okay, so now that we've heard that you can use your Roth IRA before retirement to pull out money for a house down payment, uh, we have a question from our listener Patrick, who asked if he should use his IRA account as a way to save for this house down payment. 
Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's there. It's a way to pull it out. But I would not make that your vehicle for saving. Like, say, say you know, you're like two years out. You, mm-hmm. You've calculated out and you figure out in about two years you'll have enough for a down payment on your house. Um, you should really just be saving that in a um, low-risk, interest-earning vehicle. And the reason I don't want you to save in your Roth is ideally your Roth is not in cash and your Roth is invested in the market. We've talked about this before. Um And the market is volatile, right? The Roth IRA is there for long term. It's there for long term. And if you want that money in two years, you don't know if it's going to be 2008 all over again and the market's going to do Okay, I see. But hopefully over the long term, over the the 40 years I've got till retirement, the market will be more stable. Uh, It's not that it's more stable. It's that as you get closer to retirement age, you slowly move it into more and more stable funds. Oh, like we talked about on that previous episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so if you want to learn about kind of how to allocate this, you can go back to the episode, which is uh, called Everything You Need to Know for Retirement if You're Under 40. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we walk through allocations. But what's most important to understand is that the Roth IRA is meant to be invested in the market. That's how you get those 8% returns over the long term. Hmm. If you need that money within two years, within three years, within five years even, you should just be saving it in something that is what I what is called FDIC insured, which means that essentially you're not going to lose the money you put in yourself. Um, and that is because the government backs the banks that are in that. The government doesn't back the market overall. I mean, they care <laughs> about the market a lot, but um, but you know you have no guarantee that in two years you're going to have exactly that same amount of money. So you want to do it in something stable. Um, If you want to earn a little bit of interest on it, um, you can get what's called a money market fund. And those are FDIC insured up to a certain amount. I think that wraps our show for today. Our producer is Will Romy, and our intro music is by Aaron Parecki. I'm Lillian Kerbake, your personal finance educator and host. Thank you for listening. And till next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you.
Christian love, the fellowship of kindred minds, is like Mount Zion above, Ethiopia is Mount Zion. And it is for brethren to build together in unity. It is like the precious iron meant upon the head that run down upon the beard. Even your hands beard that went down to the skirts of his garment. Like the Jew of Herman, like the Jew that descend upon the Mount of Zion. For dear the Lord our God Rastafari command his blessings.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.